Section 9 of Biographical Memoir of John Wesley Powell, 1834 to 1902, by William Morris Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 9 Base Level of Erosion. Among all Powell's many generalizations, none has been more broadly applied than his conception of the base level now better printed as a single word, base level, of erosion. He wrote, quote, We may consider the level of the sea to be a grand base level, below which the dry lands cannot be eroded. But we may also have, for local or temporary purposes, other base levels of erosion, which are the levels of the beds of the principal streams, which carry away the products of erosion, what I have called the base level would, in fact, be an imaginary surface, inclining slightly in all its parts toward the lower end of the principal stream draining the area through which the level is supposed to extend, or having the inclination of its parts varied in direction as determined by tributary streams." Where a stream crosses a series of rocks in its course, some of which are hard, and others soft, the harder rocks form a series of temporary dams, and thus we may have a series of base levels of erosion. Colorado River, paper 203. It is to be noted that base level, as thus defined, seems to have two meanings. One meaning is very simple. It is simply the level of the sea, extending in imagination under the lands. The other is much more complicated. It is an imaginary, undulating, and inclined surface passing through a river and its tributaries, but passing beneath the intervening land surfaces. And as thus defined, base level must be conceived with difficulty because of the vagueness as to the stage of river development when it is first to be applied, because of the irregularity of its form, and because of its slow changes as the controlling streamlines are worn down to gentler slopes. Naturally enough, the more complicated meaning has been little used. The simpler meaning now prevails, under which base level may be concisely defined as the level base with respect to which river erosion is performed, determined either by sea level, in the most general case, or by a rock sill or lake surface or basin floor in various special cases. The idea thus presented is discoverable, provided the reader is already acquainted with it, as an implied factor of various explicit statements in the writings of certain earlier authors. But Powell makes it wholly explicit, and indeed sets it forth in a very striking and appealing manner. Moreover, he gave its leading element a handy name, as he did in the case of antecedent rivers, with the result of rapidly promoting a clear and general understanding of a principle of prime importance in the rational study of land forms. Simple as the principle here involved really is, the explicit announcement marks an era in rational physiography. A second step of great importance followed from the first, as already intimated, the massive structures on which erosional processes operate having been conceived, the erosional processes themselves having been analyzed, 
and the base level with respect to which they work having been recognized, the successive steps in the progress of their work naturally became the subject of study. Powell clearly saw that mountain forms are not the result of disorderly and individual uplift, but of erosion. Quote, the mountains were not thrust up as peaks, but a great block was slowly lifted, and from this the mountains were carved by the clouds, patient artists who take what time may be necessary for their work. We speak of mountains forming clouds about their tops. The clouds have formed the mountains. End quote. Colorado River 154. This had been recognized by others, but Powell went further. Quote, the first work of rains and rivers is to cut channels and divide the country into hills, and perhaps mountains, by many meandering grooves or watercourses, and when these have reached their local base levels, under the existing conditions, the hills are washed down, but not entirely carried away. Colorado River 204. That is, a lowland of small relief will in time be produced by the erosion of rain and rivers. Previous to Powell, no one had ventured in the theory of land carving by rain and rivers to go beyond what would today be called a late mature stage in the cycle of erosion, namely the production of valleys between hills or mountains, unless one goes back to the brief generalization of the German philosopher Kant who a century earlier had recognized that the action of rain and streams must slowly wear down all highlands and rob the earth's surface of its inequalities, or to the broad principle of the Scotch geologist Playfair, who a little later explained that the earth must tend gradually to become a spheroid of rotation by the external action of erosional forces, whatever its original form had been. But Powell is much more thoroughgoing and definite than any of his predecessors. He states in his second report, after recognizing the rapid wearing down of highlands, quote, The degradation of the last few inches of a broad area of land above the level of the sea would require a longer time than all the thousands of feet which might have been above it so far as this degradation depends on mechanical processes. But here the disintegration by solution and the transportation of the material by the agency of fluidity come in to assist the slow processes of mechanical degradation and finally perform the chief part of the task. Uinta 196 this passage is of special interest as being the most explicit statement made by Powell regarding the general possibility that normal erosional processes, working on a landmass long undisturbed, will ultimately reduce the whole surface to a lowland but little above sea level. His full understanding of the problem is shown when he thus points out the contrast between what would now be called the rapid changes of the youthful stage early in a cycle of erosion and the extreme deliberation of advanced old age at the end of the cycle. End of section 9